0: Following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's time now for the Sumner County Sports Podcast with your host, Zach Womble, who covers high school sports all across Sumner County. Now to the guy with the best. Paper basketball shot in the game. Here is Zach Womble.
1: Thanks, JP. Hey, before we get started, just want to let the soccer fans know who are tuning in to hear my take on Hendersonville and Station Camp and the game abruptly ending on Tuesday night. Make sure you stick through to, through the final break to hear what I've got to say on that contest. Anyways, welcome into another edition of the Sumner County Sports Podcast. Joining me as always behind the scenes. Is the one and only JP Plant. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate the podcast wherever you may be listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP. The show on Twitter at Sumner Sports Pod and Main Street Preps at Main Street Preps. You can also check us out on Facebook at Main Street Preps, The Galton News, Hendersonville Standard, and The Portland Sun. If you are on YouTube, give us a follow at Main Street Nashville where you will find a whole host of videos from Mornings on Main Street with Joe Dubin, Main Street Sports Today with Chris Yao, Maurice Patton, and J.P. Plant, as well as our entire library of podcasts, including yours truly. Before we dive into today's show, as always, I want to give a shout-out and thank you to the fans who tune in each and every week. Your support is greatly appreciated. Top headlines this week. Let's dive right into it. The three best things we got going on in Sumner County, and that is spring football. Spring practices have kicked off. There have been a few teams that have wrapped up their spring with spring games and that sort of thing, but this week we will have two spring games as Beach's orange and blue game will be this Friday, April 29th, starting at 1045, their skinny block, and then Hendersonville's black and gold day on May 2nd, beginning at 11 a.m. I cannot believe we are already talking about football. It seems like it just ended yesterday, and it seems like this sport has turned into a a 365-day-a-year thing. But nevertheless, here we are. I won't spend too much time on football, just to be honest with you, for springtime, just because I'm barely keeping my head above water to cover Sumner County spring sports. I mean, there are several teams that will tell you that I haven't even been out to see them play one game this spring. Uh, So spring football... You're going to have to take a little bit of a backseat, but I did want to give you a shout-out for this week's episode. I know you've started or getting ready to kick off or you've ended and you've got spring games coming up, so I wanted to give you a little bit of love. But don't you worry. June through November is dedicated to you, and we have a lot of great things here at Main Street Preps and Sumner County in store for you this season. Make sure you're staying tuned to all things Sumner County and Main Street Preps so that you can hear the latest of what we have to offer. Other headline this week Mike Hendricks was honored for his near 40 years of dedication to Hendersonville Commando Baseball last Friday night against Loretto in a 7-4 win over former Commando standout Zach Curtis. Hendricks was honored in front of alumni, fans, fans and friends and family and everyone else, and it was just a great night to celebrate the old skipper for what he has been able to accomplish. Over 650 wins Mike Hendricks has accomplished in his illustrious career. I believe it's 656 to be exact. Uh, and it was just a great night to to hear from him, talk to him, see him honored, and for him to kind of step back and and just bask in the glory and, and all the, the great things that he has done. We'll actually hear from Hendricks later on in the show. I was able to catch up with him Thursday prior to that Friday game where he was able to talk about all the fun things that were in store. And, of course, you can see that in print for the Gallatin News and the Hendersonville Standard this Thursday, April 28th. Our final headline before we go into the break, that is District 10-4-A baseball is a cluster. You know, I'm going to say all this, but really it can all be it can all be for naught if Hendersonville beats Station Camp tonight because they would then earn the one seed but if Station Camp wins tonight and they end up sweeping the Commandos, you've got a four-team tie for first place, and you can see right there what the tiebreakers are. And I tell you what, at 8 a.m. this morning, I was trying to go through them, and I needed I needed an Advil because I had a headache. It was it was crazy. Four teams would be tied at seven and three overall. No disrespect to McGavick and Hunters Lane, but I would expect Beach and Gallatin to win those games to move to seven and three. But Uh, Again, it could all be for naught if Hendersonville wins Wednesday night at Station Camp, but Station Camp beating Hendersonville 5-3 on Tuesday gave them a chance to 4-4 team tie. So, again, tiebreakers are a headache. Hopefully I'll have a little bit more information after tonight's games over at the camp. Coming up after the break, we hear from Hendersonville skipper Mike Hendricks prior to his ceremony against Loretto, plus I dive into a wild ending on the range, you don't want to miss that, and I hand out my player of the week and more.
3: We've all heard the saying that a little can go a long way. This is especially true during the Big Payback's 24-hour online giving event, helping support hundreds of local nonprofit organizations. From 6 p.m. on May 4th through 6 p.m. May 5th, a gift of as little as $10 could be boosted by cash prizes and help to make a big difference in the life-changing work of local nonprofits. Learn more at thebigpayback.org.
1: Welcome back into the Sumner County Sports Podcast. I want to thank our sponsors here for believing in us at Main Street Preps. If you're a business owner and you're looking to get involved in the action, contact me and I will be happy, happy, happy to get in touch with you about all things sponsorship. And I know our readers and listeners will be greatly appreciated by that and would love to give you some of their business. I recently caught up with Hendersonville head coach Mike Hendricks to talk about his 38 years with Commando Baseball, his retirement ceremony, and more. So let's hear from Hendricks now. You know we've been talking about <clears throat> we've been talking about your final season for a couple of years now it feels like but you know it's finally here and you're you know 20 some games through it and you're having a he- heck of a ride for for your last ride um just you know and I know and I know you like to try to keep things you know in perspective and, and keep it real but just this final this final season what's it been like for you just to kind of maybe have you have you allowed yourself to step back and not smell the roses, but maybe enjoy some things that maybe you don't typically enjoy.
2: Not, not really. I mean, I try to. I try to get here early and set my little chair and 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 look around and enjoy things. But I mean, you know, baseball is baseball. It's still. I, I'm still intense. I still got you know. I still got the will to be here and and want to be here and, and things like that. But uh, no, I mean, you know, uh, winning's winning, and I'm gonna do everything we can possibly do to win a game.
1: Yeah, Uh, you got a huge senior class. I think like ten seniors. Um, You know, this is obviously going to be your last senior class. So, you know, watching them, you know, you've obviously you might not be every day, day to day in the middle school program and things like that. But but you've been around them since they were you know yay high. What's it been like watching this group grow from you know little bitty kids to now you know young men?
2: Well, a a lot. I mean, they've all come a long ways. I mean, you know, they they started out they probably couldn't even catch the ball or whatever. And then and then you go you go into last year. Some of them some of them probably. We played last year at the varsity level for the first time, and you can see that. But now you can see that now it's they're seniors, and they play, they've they got a year or so a little bit under their belt, and and they've become a lot better.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, and I know I'm asking you here on the spot to, to put 30-some-odd years into perspective, but is there a favorite, you know, and I know it's still ongoing, so you probably don't even think about this, but a favorite season so far? I mean, you got five state tournament appearances to show for your career, you know, 650 three, four, five wins, a lot of moments to choose from. But is there any that, that really resonate with you still?
2: I mean, I th- I think probably the the uh, nineteen was it nineteen ninety four was our first time at the state tournament. I think I think I think that was probably special because a Hendersonville team had never been there before, and we were the first to do it. We were the first to you know to do that. Uh, probably had might have had the best team that that year that we've ever had, but they had a rookie coach who'd never been there before, and he probably got a little tight, and things didn't work out or whatever, and and things. So, but uh, you know, not, nine the ninety 94- four Team was good. I, I, listen, if you if those kids are good enough to make it to the to the state tournament, they, they they're good teams. They've always been good.
1: Most definitely. Um, how do you feel? You know, not to the ninety not not to the nineteen ninety four team, but you you obviously know what it takes to get there. How do you feel this team stacks up to to any of those five teams?
2: I I think if we can get if we can get our injuries back. Uh, we've got some kids that uh, that that's got a little arm problem uh you know we've got some that's got shoulder problems, whatever you know bumps and bruises of the whole thing if we can get those back we can get our pitcher our pitching back in our rotation together uh, and we get time timely hitting is the thing, man yeah. I mean you know you you can you can bounce out nineteen hits, but if they if they're just all if they're all singles with nobody on it doesn't do you any good. Right. timely hitting's the name of the game Most and if it. we can get that well I mean we got a chance it just it just depends, you know. When 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 you run up on a big arm from another team, that puts you that puts you in jeopardy.
1: Yeah, most definitely. You know how how do you hope you how do you hope you you are remembered by you know all your former players and, and fans of, of Commando Baseball?
2: Uh, that's a tough one. I you know I I just, I, I hope I'm remembered as somebody that uh, you know that that gave everything he had. He didn't. He didn't play anybody. He didn't play anybody because they had this, they had that, or or whatever. You know, we played the best people we think, right or wrong or whatever. But uh, uh, I mean, you know, I just I love them all, man. I mean, I don't, I really don't know how to answer that question because I love them all. It's like I told them the other night. I, you know, I tell them all the time. I said, you can call me daddy, just don't ask for money. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Have you have you allowed yourself to think about how special tomorrow night I me? Mean, I mean, you think about the, all the circumstances that surround it. You're being honored. It's against a team and a coach that is so illustrious here. Zach Curtis had a wonderful career in Intersville, a great ambassador for, for commando baseball, a guy that means so much to you and Gilly and to so many people around here. And and you get a chance to maybe step back and, and, and not only are you honored in front of your commando fans, but you're honored in, in front of maybe the, the best baseball player to ever put on a commando jersey.
2: Yeah that that is, that is true and uh i I I don't know I mean I'm Listen, I'm I'm happy. For, I've, I've been happy for every minute I've stepped on this field, man. I'm, I've been happy since the, you know the the first time that Paul Decker, principal, then walked up to me in the hall and says, "You would you like to be the baseball coach here?" And I, you know, it didn't take me but 1.3 seconds to say yes. And and we 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 started out. You look at this place right here. We we started out with a softball field over there, and and now we got this beautiful complex here and things. And I mean, it's 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 all been great, man. I mean, I'm going to miss it. I mean, how can you not miss it when you've been here so long? I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to come. I got a little chair back here. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to raise cane with the next coach and whatever, say, you know, what the crap are you doing or whatever, and things like it. Or I might just – I may wake up one morning and say, hey, I'm going to Gulf Shores.
1: Yeah. Most definitely, you know, you allude to this field. I mean, it's such a beautiful field here at Drakes Creek Park. It's undergone so many different, you know, makeovers, if you will. I mean, it's one of the best parks in all of the county. Uh, just how special is it to to just have a resource like this? How, how special has it been for your program to have a resource like this?
2: What What has been special is having having the moms and the dads that care enough to go out and bust their hind in to raise money, to write grants and, and how, you know, coach, coach Gilly wrote grants to get this through. I don't even know who he wrote them from and, and whatever. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people involved in this field. Uh, you know, you go over and you look on the side of the wall over there and talk, you know, Dwayne White, his both of his boys played here. He was instrumental in, and in helping us get this. Uh, I mean, you know, Hank Thompson, uh, who is no longer with us but you know he was mayor a long time ago and he told me a long time ago he says if i get elected one more time we're gonna we're gonna get it and we got a feel i mean we, we we took we took a softball field and made a baseball field and it's it's great man
1: yeah it's great it's one of the premier parks in the country i mean excuse me in the in the in the county the state i mean you you get national events here you get a, a college woodbat summer league team playing here i mean it's it really is nice Mike, I think that's all I got for you today. I might sleep on and come back with a few more questions tomorrow, but thank you. As always, I really appreciate you. Yeah. Mike has been a staple here in Sumner County and I'm going to miss working with him uh, after this season is over. What a great quote. He said, um, talking about the players. He said, you can call me daddy. Just don't ask for money. I, I got a, I got a big kick out of that. So uh, he's been, he's been incredible to work with. And again, I, I'm going to miss him so much after, after this season is over with. So, uh we're going to go into our final break but stay tuned because i'm going to hand out my player of the week and i'm going to get into that station camp hendersonville soccer match more after the break
3: we've all heard the saying that a little can go a long way This is especially true during the Big Payback's 24-hour online giving event, helping support hundreds of local nonprofit organizations. From 6 p.m. on May 4th through 6 p.m. May 5th, a gift of as little as $10 could be boosted by cash prizes and help to make a big difference in the life-changing work of local nonprofits. Learn more at thebigpayback.org.
0: Nobody covers high school sports like Main Street Preps, bringing you hyper-local coverage of the teams and athletes in your backyard. Wherever your Main Street is, well, we've got a podcast for you. From one like this one, the Sumner County Sports Podcast with Zach Womble covering all of Sumner County. How about Casey's take on sports with the Dixon Post and Cheatham County Exchange sports reporter Casey Patrick. Or the MSP North Podcast with Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller. They cover Montgomery and Robertson counties. And also Main Street Preps this week with Russell Venose and Tyler Palmatier. They have a macro view of prep sports in Middle Tennessee. Find the latest prep sports and news from your Main Street at MainStreetPreps.com and find these podcasts dropping weekly on these Main Street media social platforms and Wherever you get your podcasts, now back to the host of this podcast, the Sumner County Sports Podcast. Here's Zach Womble.
1: Hey, thanks, JP. Yeah, I'm just honored to be a, be a part of the team of so many great uh, reporters and editors of, of great content here. At Main Street Preps. We've really got a lot of good things going on, and I think subscribers have, have shown that, that they believe in us, and, and we're greatly appreciative of, of all of their faith in, in our work. So, uh, just happy to be a part of a, of a great team here at Main Street Preps and Main Street Media of Tennessee. Uh, first off, I guess, welcome back from the break, but uh, jumping into things immediately, we're handing out our Player of the Week award this week, and we're giving it to Hendersonville Senior Caden Wilkes. An MTSU commit, Wilkes finished the 4 0 week for the Commandos that included wins over East Robertson, Loretto, uh, Rossview, and Portland. He finished with a blistering 7 06 batting average with three home runs and 19 runs batted in. That's a heck of a week right there. And you can obviously see why Middle Tennessee State University wanted the. Great player from Hendersonville High School. So, going to do big things at the college level, but still currently doing big things here in Sumner County. And they're going to need Wilkes' bat and his sure glove as we get ready to wind out the regular season and to jump into postseason tournament play. Okay, so the segment you have all been waiting for, and that is Hendersonville Station Camp Soccer abruptly ending Tuesday night. If you have not already, you can check out my game story on MainStreetPreps.com where I dive into it just a little bit but I wanted to add a little bit more conversation to what I saw last night. So, first thing, if you've been living under a rock if you don't follow me on social media what happened? Well, head official Matt Bell called for fans to be ejected for using derogatory language and I'm not going to get into what was allegedly said because this is a family program and I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to do that but what was allegedly said is is not good. Um, but what what was confusing to me was the stories from the two the two officials, mainly Matt Bell and uh, his wife, did not add up. The AR one who was on the uh, the students or the 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 fans side of the stadium. If you've never been to Station Camp Soccer Field, uh, only one side has fans, and then the other side where I was standing. Uh, is where the coaches sit and the players sit. I like to stand between coaches and players simply because you can potentially hear things that you're not going to hear um, from from the fan side of things. But let me just paint the picture for you. So a Hendersonville player goes down with the injury about the 50 yard line, and while he's laying down on the laying down on the on the pitch, you, you like how you like how I used the correct vernacular there, the pitch. Um, as he was laying there. Um, the AR who was running up from, running up from let's say you know the goal line side up to the 50, she had not crossed the 50 yet, said that she heard someone say you are a blankety blank blank, and so she told the head official that, and the head official ran over and said, and I quote, I've heard about six to seven fans using derogatory language since I can't point them out, I'm asking the entire set of bleachers which was approximately 200 people it was it was multiple sets of bleachers leave the stadium and there was a little bit of a commotion from the public address announcer who was supposed to make the announcement and the public address announcer said you know i'm not going to do that you're going to have to get the coaches involved because this is this is just something out of my hands the head official matt bell says i'm not doing that i'm not required to do that and so after a little bit of back and forth Both coaches come together. They grab the game administrators at at Station Camp High School. Hendersonville High School had a game administrator there as well, standing on the sidelines where the stands are, where this alleged uh, language was used, and take an SRO officer over there. And they start trying to orderly, get in an orderly fashion, get these fans out of attendance. And... I initially said five minutes had passed before Matt Bell called the game. I actually obtained video and was able to go back and watch the video, and it was approximately seven minutes and 10, 15 seconds uh, that had passed, but not the 10 minutes that is required um, for before an official can make it a decision like that. And so my viewpoint on it all is, A, the official went from zero to 100 like that, I mean, in a blink of an eye, he he went too fast, and I just thought he didn't give them enough time to get those fans out of the game. And because the fans, from what I was told by talking to administrators, they were complying, they were getting ready. To, you don't just get up and get out of a stadium in in a minute or two or three minutes. Like it takes some time, especially with a large group of people like that. And so. Um, I actually just got a call from one of the coaches who told me he spoke with Gene Manise, who's the head of the officials at the TSSWA. And Gene Manise agreed that the head official acted too quickly, that he should have gave officials and administrators more time to get fans out of there. And that so he, he did agree. He, he obviously did not condone any alleged uh, language use that was that was said, but he did say that the official did not give them enough time to get the fans out of attendance. And so potentially these two teams could come together for the final fifteen minutes and play out the final final fifteen minutes of that game to see if they can't find a winner. I'm just glad neither team was up one nothing that it was tied because can you imagine if Hendersonville's one o lead had, had a held and they called the game how Pissed off Station Camp people would have been Or vice versa if Station Camp was up one nothing. How pissed off Hendersonville fans would have been You know I talked to the coaches after the game And they, they they kept it simple They just said it was disappointing Because it was a great match It was hard fought And as someone who You know goes to sporting events all the time You know there are things said To officials all the time And, and I wasn't on that sideline And I can't speak to what was said But I do know that Hendersonville's assistant principal was standing over there with their fans and nothing was, nothing was said that was completely out of the ordinary. And what I think happened was, and this is just, this is my two cents, but I think the AR who is the wife of the head official, I think the AR felt threatened and felt the comments were directed at her and the head official acted out of emotion. And you're going to sit here and say, is that a conflict of interest of having a husband and wife do ref the same game? They usually do a great job. But in instances like that, I wonder if Matt Bell would have acted the same way had it been a man at the AR, had it been anyone else. And so I just think that, to bring my point together, I just think they acted abruptly, they ended the game too soon. And the other thing is, there was zero warnings given. Like, there, it was just... When I said it was zero to 100, I mean like there was no warning, no nothing. And usually there are warnings given. They're saying, "Hey, listen, I know there's an administrator over here. Take your SRO officer over there. Say, "Hey, if you say anything else, then we kick you out." But there was no warning, there was no nothing. They just they abruptly ended the game. They got out of there in a hurry. I've got emails from people telling me I'm a bad person for putting the officials' names out there, and I'm sorry, but I don't agree with you if you're watching this because guess what? Those officials' names are listed for public knowledge. They read their names out to the people in attendance, and it's no different than me taking that their names then and attaching it to my game tweet for it to be on social media for all of my Twitter followers to see. So I, I don't see there any difference between putting uh, – the Game officials' names in a story, putting it online compared to reading it out loud before a game. It's just, you know what, and, and the fans said that you should only put officials' names when they do a good job. Get the hell out of here. Isn't that what's wrong with our society in the first place? Zero accountability? And you're wondering, what are they accountable for? They're accountable for the fact that they ended a good contest 15 minutes early, and it was not warranted to do so. Again, give a warning. Have an SRO officer, have a game administrator, go over there, stand over there. And if it happens again and you want to end it, fine. But don't take it into your own hands. Don't make the game about yourself. And I've never, ever seen Hendersonville Station Game fans be in unison the way that they were when they blew their whistle three times indicating the end of that game. Both fans were upset. They were pissed off. They were booing. And they just didn't like it. And I'm sorry, but unfortunately, a great game is not talked about what is talked about is officials making the game about themselves. And I hate that that happened. So those are my two cents. They ended it abruptly. Those officials do a great job. Any other time, I've seen them numerous times, and they do a good job. But Tuesday night, they let emotions get the best of themselves, and they they ended what was a really good game early, 15 minutes early. And, you know, you're trying to decide a potential district regular season champion, and you end it in a 1-1 tie when it wasn't necessary. So those are my two cents. Rounding out the show today, going into a little bit of extra innings. uh, I'm talking about what else? Tennessee baseball, of course. Come on now. Hey, check it out, baby. The power T is alive and well. I loved, let me say that again. I loved that Tennessee baseball trolled the University of Florida this past weekend following a three-game sweep in Gainesville, putting on the Gator helmets. Oh, they were so mad. Oh, the travesty. Oh! Oh, they were so upset, and I saw somebody say the Tennessee football team's going to pay for this. Well, guess what? They were already going to pay for it. The Tennessee football team has beaten them seven times since the Vietnam War ended. Do you honestly think that I expected them to beat Florida in football this year, next year, or the year after that? I do not, and I never will. I'm sorry. I just I just won't. I just won't. I will never expect them to beat it. But, hey, Tennessee baseball, baby, on a roll. 17-1, the first team in SEC baseball history to do that. Ah, feels good to be a Tennessee fan. So go Vols, go Big Orange, and that will do it for this week's episode. So you know what time it is. Time for your favorite segment of the week. Am I going to make it in that basket right there? Let's see. You know, I missed it. La- I airballed last week. I airballed. I'm going to try not to do it. This. I, got, I got a couple pieces of paper in here to maybe weigh it down a little bit. So check it out. No good. No good. Unlike the Tennessee Volunteers, that was no good. I'll talk to you next week.
0: Follow Zach on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP and always online at MainStreetPreps.com. You can follow this show at Sumner Sports Pod as well. Sumner County Sports Podcast with Zach Womble is a Main Street Media production.